The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We made it to another Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, July 8th, 2022, Friday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year C, cycle 2. Friday's a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Jean-Marie Cargain, born in 1864 in France to a poor peasant family. Her mother died when she was young and she was forced to take over household chores She joined the Franciscan Missionaries of Mary in 1887. She was assigned first to Paris, then to Carthage in Northern Africa. Then she arrived in China in 1899 and was almost immediately hospitalized with typhus. Her career ended during a crackdown on foreign missionaries during the Boxer Rebellion. St. Jean-Marie Kergin was beheaded July 9, 1900. St. Jean-Marie Kergin, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, I wonder what it was like for the Apostles to have heard the words you addressed to them in today's Gospel. Behold, I am sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and simple as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will be led before governors and kings for my sake as a witness before them and the pagans. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak, or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. For it will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. It will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. These indeed are prophetic words, since almost all of the apostles were martyred for the faith, And all of them suffered for you, Lord. Uh, So these words do speak about the, the history of the early church, but they also speak of 
the present of the church as well. And uh, while we may not be carted away to prison or hauled up in front of courts, we too at times may find it hard to profess our faith calmly and serenely and convincingly perhaps in a, in a very secularized environment. There's no doubt that um, there are genuine obstacles. There is an objective opposition to the gospel in a secularized world. And yet, while acknowledging this, which is a real difficulty, uh, we never want, Lord Jesus, to lose sight of the fact of your Holy Spirit, who is always working through your people in spite of our failings. Once we try to proclaim you, once we try to share the love of Christ with others, once we even try, we are effective because the Holy Spirit will work through our maybe very limited uh, capacities. And indeed, the history of the church bears that out time and again. How important that it is to let the Spirit of God the Father work through us. It will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Maybe you and I feel that it's hard to communicate the beauty of faith, the beauty of Christ to, I don't know, family, friends, colleagues, and different environments we work in or we, we live in. Um, yet we must never be cowed because the tiniest drop, the tiniest drop of God's grace is much more powerful than the greatest tsunami of secularism that might come at us. Never be cowed, always be serene. Sometimes it's the humble little word, the gesture, the effort, the act of love, the little comment, the little bit of encouragement in the Christian sense that, that is so much more powerful than all the other voices going around the place. Because the Holy Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit isn't sitting there with his wings folded, looking on in a disinterested, detached way. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the universe. The Holy Spirit is the soul of the church. The Holy Spirit is the constant presence of the love of God in history and in people's lives. What is important, I guess, is that we trust in your words, Jesus, that we believe truly that the Holy Spirit can and does work through us, that we try to bear witness, albeit with maybe poor words or sometimes inadequate words or maybe even the wrong words. You know, we don't always get it right. But once we're trying to love you, Lord, you will make that effort of ours bear abundant fruit. Recently, I heard the story of a little rural village where uh, everybody knows everybody else. And, uh, well, people tended to go to Mass on Sundays and the priest knew all his people and the people knew the priest and just a very small, close-knit community. And one day, one of the people, one of the men in the village decided, I'm not going to Mass anymore. I, uh, I'm fed up. I don't want to go. I couldn't be bothered. So he stopped attending Mass. And of course, everyone noticed immediately. There was no hiding in such a small community. And the priest too noticed it. And he was concerned about it. Um, and perhaps he wasn't the most articulate of men. Um, maybe he wasn't great with words. But anyway, maybe some weeks and some months passed by. And the priest called in to visit this man in his house. It was a very normal thing to do in that little village to, to visit one another and just pop in. 
sit down, spend a bit of time together, converse. And uh, so the priest went and sat by the fire with this man. He was sitting by the fire and the priest at no stage did he bring up mm, the question as to why have you given up going to mass? He didn't raise the issue at all. But at a certain point during the conversation while he was there, the priest just took the tongs and removed a burning coal from the fire and placed it on the hearth a little bit towards the, the man in question in his direction. And so that coal isolated from the rest of the fire, well, it burnt, it burnt brightly for a while and then it started smoking and smoldering and then eventually it just, it just went out. And at that stage when it was dead, as it were, the priest took the ashes and just threw them back into the fire. Um, and that was it. And their visit came to the end. And as the priest was leaving and saying goodbye, the man just said, oh, oh yeah, well, look, I, yes, I will be back to mass. I will be back to mass. And so he was. Um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Just, it was like a little story or a parable or a metaphor the priest used to show, well, if you, if you detach yourself from the fountain of life, if you detach yourself from the fire of God's love, from the Eucharistic blaze, which is Jesus in the mass, well, you eventually just smolder and dry up. And he, uh, he didn't say a word, but he conveyed the gospel in a way that was really understandable for that man. Um, and the Holy Spirit moved that man. He understood the lesson. He, he got the message and he was able to respond to the grace that the Holy Spirit was offering him. So don't be afraid. Don't worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. So we think maybe of people with whom we would like to share the joy of the gospel, the knowledge of our Lord. And we say, well, I don't know how to do it or how can I do it? Well, let's pray for that person, maybe offer a sacrifice for them, love them in that way through prayer and sacrifice. And then let's just try. Let's just try and say something if it's appropriate and trust in the Lord. Let him do what he wants. We ask you, Jesus, to give us the wisdom and the fortitude to be constant in seeking to spread the love of you. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it is a matter of uh, relying on the Holy Spirit. And in that sense, it's very easy because it's not us who has to do anything. It's you, Lord. Um, Pope Francis, speaking about the challenges of the apostolate of evangelization, he says, the task of bearing witness to the good news is not easy. Yet the challenges that Christians face today are in their own way no less difficult than those faced by the earliest missionaries. Their extraordinary missionary success was not based on tactical methods or strategic plans, but no, on a humble and liberating docility to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It was their daily witness of fidelity to Christ and to each other that won hearts yearning for a word of grace and helped to give birth to the culture of, of Christianity. And that's a great example for us. What matters is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, you, Spirit, Lord and giver of life, Spirit of love, you make Christ present in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. You make Christ present in the bread and wine under the appearance of bread and wine at Mass. You make Christ present also through our 
inadequate and faltering words, but nonetheless you make Christ present. Let us have confidence then in our daily mission of evangelization, of sharing good news. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour. This is Daybreak. On a Friday, July 8th, 2022, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer now as we join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, And the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship. Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation, I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. We groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. We groan groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. I said, I will be watchful of my ways, for fear I should sin with my tongue. I will put a curb on my lips when the wicked man stands before me. I was dumb, silent, and still. His prosperity stirred my grief. My heart was burning within me. At the thought of it, the fire blazed up and my tongue burst into speech. O Lord, you have shown me my end. How short is the length of my days. Now I know how fleeting is my life. You have given me a short span of days. My life is as nothing in your sight. A mere breath, the man who stood so firm. A mere shadow, the man passing by. A mere breath the riches he hoards, not knowing who will have them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. We groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. 
let me not weep in vain. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let, Let me, me not weep, weep in vain. And now, Lord, what is there to wait for? In you rests all my hope. Set me free from all my sins. Do not make me the taunt of the fool. I was silent, not opening my lips, because this was all your doing. Take away your scourge from me. I am crushed by the blows of your hand. You punish man's sin and correct him. Like the moth, you devour all he treasures. Mortal man is no more than a breath. O Lord, hear my prayer. O Lord, turn your ear to my cry. Do not be deaf to my tears. In your house I am a passing guest, a pilgrim, like all my fathers. Look away that I may breathe again before I depart to be no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Through your Son you taught us, Father, not to be fearful of tomorrow, but to commit our lives to your care. Do not withhold your Spirit from us, but help us find a life of peace after these days of trouble. Hear, Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let, Let me, me not weep, weep in vain. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. Why do you boast of your wickedness, you champion of evil, planning ruin all day long, your tongue like a sharpened razor, you master of deceit? You love evil more than good, lies more than truth. You love the destructive word, you tongue of deceit. For this, God will destroy you and remove you forever. He will snatch you from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The just shall see and fear. They shall laugh and say, So this is the man who refused to take God as his stronghold, but trusted in the greatness of his wealth and grew powerful by his crimes. But I am like a growing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the goodness of God forever and ever. I will thank you forevermore, for this is your doing. I will proclaim that your name is good in the presence of your friends. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you cut down the unfruitful branch for burning and prune the fertile to make it bear more fruit. Make us grow like laden olive trees in your domain, firmly rooted in the power and mercy of your Son, so that you may gather from us fruit worthy of eternal life. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I put my trust in the word of the Lord. All my hope is in him. From the second book of Samuel, the Lord's anger against Israel flared again, and he incited David against the Israelites by prompting him to number Israel and Judah. Accordingly, the king said to Job and the leaders of the army who were with him, Tour all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba and register the people, that I may know their number. But Job said to the king, May the Lord your God increase the number of people a hundredfold for your royal majesty to see it with his own eyes. But why does it please my lord the king to order a thing of this kind? 
The king, however, overruled Joab and the leaders of the army, so they left the king's presence in order to register the people of Israel. Afterward, however, David regretted having numbered the people and said to the Lord, I have sinned grievously in what I have done. But now, Lord, forgive the guilt of your servant, for I have been very foolish. When David rose in the morning, the Lord had spoken to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and say to David, This is what the Lord says. I offer you three alternatives. Choose one of them, and I will inflict it on you. Gad then went to David to inform him. He asked, Do you want a three years' famine to come upon your land, or to flee from your enemy three months while he pursues you, or to have a three days' pestilence in your land? Now consider and decide what I must reply to him who sent me. David answered Gad, I am in a very serious difficulty. Let us fall by the hand of God, for he is most merciful. But let me not fall by the hand of man. Thus David chose the pestilence. Now it was the time of the wheat harvest when the plague broke out among the people. The Lord sent a pestilence over Israel from morning until the time appointed, and 70,000 of the people from Dan to Beersheba died. But when the angel stretched forth his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord regretted the calamity and said to the angel, causing the destruction among the people, Enough now, stay your hand. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was striking the people, he said to the Lord, It is I who have sinned. It is I, the shepherd, who have done wrong. But these are sheep. What have they done? Punish me and my kindred. On the same day, Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty silver shekels. Then David built an altar there to the Lord and offered holocausts and peace offerings. The Lord granted relief to the country, and the plague was checked in Israel. The Word of the Lord Remember, O Lord, your covenant, and say to the destroying angel, Enough, now hold back your hand. Lest, Lest you ravage, ravage the, the land and, and destroy, destroy all the people. It was I who sinned, I who did wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Lord, I beg you to turn your anger away from your people. Lest, Lest you, you ravage, ravage the, the land and, and destroy all the people. A reading from the ancient document entitled, The Teaching of the Twelve Apostles. Celebrate the Eucharist as follows. Say over the cup, We give you thanks, Father, for the holy vine of David, your servant, which you made known to us through Jesus, your servant. To you be glory forever. Over the broken bread say, We give you thanks, Father, for the life and the knowledge which you have revealed to us through Jesus, your servant. To you be glory forever. As this broken bread scattered on the mountains was gathered and became one, so too may your church be gathered together from the ends of the earth into your kingdom. For glory and power are yours through Jesus Christ forever. 
Do not let anyone eat or drink of your Eucharist, except those who have been baptized in the name of the Lord. For the statement of the Lord applies here also. Do not give to dogs what is holy. When you finish the meal, offer thanks in this manner. We thank you, Holy Father, for your name which you enshrined in our hearts. We thank you for the knowledge and faith and immortality which you revealed to us through your servant Jesus. To you be glory forever. Almighty Ruler, you created all things for the sake of your name. You gave men food and drink to enjoy, so that they might give you thanks. Now you have favored us, through Jesus your servant, with spiritual food and drink, as well as eternal life. Above all, we thank you because you are mighty. To you be glory forever. Remember, Lord, your church, and deliver her from all evil. Perfect her in your love, and once she has been sanctified, gather her together from the four winds into the kingdom which you have prepared for her. For power and glory are yours forever. May grace come, and this world pass away. Hosanna to the God of David. If anyone is holy, let him come. If anyone is not, let him repent. Maranatha. Amen. On the Lord's day when you have been gathered together, break bread and celebrate the Eucharist. But first confess your sins, so that your offering may be pure. If anyone has a quarrel with his neighbor, that person should not join you until he has been reconciled. Your sacrifice must not be defiled. In this regard, the Lord has said, In every place and time, offer me a pure sacrifice. I am a great king, says the Lord, and my name is great among the nations. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? And And the the bread bread that that we break, break, is is it it not a sharing in the the body of Christ? Because there is but one bread, we, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. And And the the bread bread that we break, is is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, for on those you have rescued from slavery to sin you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, and today's gospel is straight ahead, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time, July 8, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord sends his apostles out, but he tells them, this is not going to be a joy ride, guys. It's from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Behold... I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, 
to bear testimony before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you up, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver up brother to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. One mark of humility is knowing that we sometimes need to ask for advice. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. In order to be prudent, we have to have light in our understanding. Then we will be able to judge events and circumstances correctly. It is only with good doctrinal, religious, and ascetical formation and with the help of grace that we will discover the ways that truly lead to God and know what decisions to make. Nevertheless, there are many occasions when we need to ask for advice. To be prudent, the first step is to acknowledge our own limitations. This is the virtue of humility. Through it, we admit that in certain matters we cannot cover everything that in many cases we cannot take in all the circumstances that have to be borne in mind in order to make a fair judgment. So we look for advice, but not advice from just anyone. We go to someone who has the right qualities, to someone who wants to love God as sincerely as we do and who tries to follow Him faithfully. It is not enough to ask just anyone for his opinion. We must go to somebody who can give us sound and disinterested advice. St. Thomas points out that generally, before making any decision that may have serious consequences for oneself or for others, we must seek advice. But it is not only in these extreme cases that we must look for it. Sometimes people, both young and old, are in urgent need of guidance as to their reading books, magazines, and newspapers. They need to know whether to go to performances that sometimes quite blatantly and sometimes in a less obvious but subtle way undermine our faith or create an evil compost in our hearts in which afterwards all sorts of doubts or temptations may take root. Such doubts and temptations could have been avoided with just a little more humility and prudence. There is no justification for not giving a wide berth to a situation which could be the beginning of our straying from the right path. Simplicity moves us to put things right when we have made a mistake or when new facts come to light that put an entirely different complexion on a problem. In the supernatural life, simplicity, so close to humility, leads us to ask for forgiveness many times in our lives for we succumb to so many weaknesses and errors. 
Pope John Paul II, speaking about prudence, invited his listeners to make an examination of conscience as to their own behavior. We too can examine ourselves today. Am I really prudent? Do I live in a consistent and responsible fashion? Does the program I am following help me towards the true good? Does it help to bring about the salvation that Christ and the Church want for me? Am I going straight towards achieving my supernatural end, sanctity, to which our Lord has called me? Do I put aside anything that might hamper my progress? Do I seek advice in matters relating to my soul? Do I put things right when I make a mistake? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. 
Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocausts offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A A humble, contrite heart, O God, you you will will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. Even in your anger, Lord, you You will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with His glory, and with His praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside Him, where His power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters, I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, Though the flocks disappear from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exult in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! Zion, praise your God! He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost by gashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. 
The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Oh, Oh, praise praise the the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace and who made the two of us one by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been two and to make peace reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross, which put that enmity to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord, the Most High, has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord, the Most High, has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Let us pray. Let us adore Christ who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord. In In your your will will is is our our peace, peace, Lord. Lord. From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day. Grant us also the beginning of new life. In In your your will will is is our peace, Lord. You created all things, and now you provide for their growth. May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In In your will is our peace, Lord. With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant. May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts. In In your your will is our peace, Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side. May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming right up with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I will see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go on now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.